little Pearl Jam. This is our fifth on call. Cleveland, you all been real good to us tonight, so we're gonna be real good to you and do another song that you all love so very, very much. I'm Eddie Vedder. This is Yellow Lead Better. Let's go! Hi guys, we're back. Episode two, extra special guest, one of my favorite people. Kelly Henkel's here with me. Kelly, what's up? Not like literally nothing. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> nothing. nothing. Nothing's changed since the last time we uh, we talked. Uh, no, I don't think so. Anyway, I think I'm a little bit crazier than I was before because I think I'm slowly descending into crazy, like everybody else, really. But getting the cabin fever. Yeah, I miss doing stuff. That's a legit thing, cabin fever. I, cabin fever. I had no idea it was. Yeah, and like, so I've always, I tweeted about this yesterday, but like, I've always been the kind of person who's been like, then I hate people. People are the worst. Mm. But like, the one thing I've determined is that I actually don't hate people. Like, I like people and being around them and like seeing them out in the world, and like walking by strangers. Interesting. <laughs> so you, I just miss it. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So I, I don't really. I'm not like a uh, see. I'm like on the fence with people. Like I, I like people, but I always wait for them to do what I expect them to do. Does that make sense? Like we were kind of talking about it last night a little bit. Yeah. Like it's not that, it's not that I don't trust or I'm expecting the worst from people, but it's always like there, there's two sides to people, and I'm always waiting to see when you're gonna show me that other side, you know. So that's that's my thing with people. But to your point, yeah, I, I guess. I miss people a little bit. Uh, yeah, I like I mean, staying like, home when staying home was an option. What choice? Like, I'm an introverted person. Yeah. So, like, for me, I would get, like, do you ever have, like, four weekends in a row when you have plans? And then you think about it and you're like, oh, God, I have to do something <laughs> for four weekends in a row. Like, I would get anxious about it because, like, back when you used to leave the house every day, like, it was nice to have like a Saturday where you just like laid around in your pajamas all day and didn't do anything. But when that's every day, it's yeah. like, okay. And um, you're being, you're being forced to do it. Like you just can't do it. So what I was going to say with that, if I, I mean, you're, you're a lot cooler than I am. If you've have uh, set plans for four straight weekends, that's, I don't even, I don't even make plans. <laughs> I, like it could be Monday and somebody will go, Hey, what do you, do you want to do this Friday night? I'm like, no. Like, I don't know what I'm going to feel like on Friday. On Friday, Listen, like, I'm, ask me Friday. It's not a, a regular thing. But, like, sometimes <laughs> it'll be, like, if you don't have the option of staying in the house for, like, an entire weekend, it makes me anxious. But, like, now the idea that I don't have the option to go out is making me anxious, which is not, yeah. What do you, what's the usual, like, when you say you, you go out, what do you like to do when you go out? Like, what's, so what's I, Kelly like, want to do? It's not even always just, like, like exciting things. Like, um, like I was saying, Steph and I, we go to dinner sometimes. Like, she and I go to, like, a bougie dinner, like, three or four times a year. So maybe it's that. But even just, like, I, I leave the house to go work out usually. So, like, every Saturday morning I would go to bar class 
or spin class and like can't do that now mm-hmm. so that that's gone or like um i like going to the movies going so to the well. movies is nice even like yeah. by my i like going to the movies by myself yeah i haven't done that yet so like I'll, I'll go to concerts by myself and i'll go to i'll go out to eat by myself but i haven't gone to the movies by myself yet i've done the concert thing by myself um mostly it was like a conscious decision like probably like like a decade ago where I was like, okay, so you want to do with, and if none of your friends want to do this thing too, then you have two options. You can either not do the thing that you want to do, or you can do the thing by yourself. So going to movie, well, I like going to movies by myself because it's like not, you're not going to talk to anybody there. Right. And like, like, then you don't have to worry about like agreeing on a movie or like someone being annoying and they're late so you miss the previews or like some dumb shit like that like I feel like the movies is like an ideal thing where like you get to pick what you're watching you get to pick when you get there you go in you sit in in silence for two hours so there's no real need for anybody to be there with you um so that one was easy for me but like concerts took a little bit of like all right Hankel you can go to a concert by yourself it's not a big deal um but now I do that pretty regularly that's not weird for me anymore for some reason eating at restaurants alone is weird for me I don't know why yeah, I won't go to like a fancy restaurant and eat by myself, but I'll go to like, you know, a restaurant and just sit there and hang out. And it's like you don't have to rush, or if you want to rush, you can rush. Like you, if you yeah. want to leave, you can leave. Like it's it's almost like I almost like it too much sometimes. Like <laughs> for concerts, if I if I don't want to see the first two bands, like that's fine. I don't have to see them. Or right. like if I if I go for the earlier bands and I don't want to see the last one, I'll go grab my T-shirt and I'll peace out. It's like if you go with somebody else, you're like, oh, no, come on, let's stay and watch the second band. I'm like, oh, right. man, <laughs> they suck, you know? But, yeah, that's the thing. Like a lot of times doing a thing by yourself is better because you get to do exactly what you want. And like I like when Pearl Jam tours, I'll go see Pearl Jam like four or five times. I don't have any friends that want to see Pearl Jam four or five times. Like nobody wants to drive to New York City with me and see Pearl Jam in Madison Square Garden. So I'm going to do it by myself. It's fine. And it's I fun. I feel like that'd be a fun trip. It is. I mean, I think it's super fun, but like, I don't know anybody who would want to do it with me. So, huh. which is like totally fine because like, I probably wouldn't want to go to like some indie rock shit with Charlie or something. So it's, it's fine <laughs> that like nobody wants, it's okay. Like, I don't, I don't see it as a problem, I guess yeah. at this point that. I do some stuff by myself. But when I was, like, younger, like, in my 20s and stuff, I felt real weird about doing stuff by, by myself. It's, yeah. I feel like that's the best thing about getting old is that you stop caring about, yeah. like, what other people are thinking about you because you, like, realize that no one is thinking about you at all, really. Like, everyone's involved in their own shit yeah. and, like, focused on what they're doing. So, like, no one is noticing that you're at the movies by yourself and if they do they don't care so it's like why are you like feeling weird about it i don't know but for some reason restaurants is still the one that i can't do i don't know why i do it like i have done it um like out of necessity if i'm traveling by myself or something but for some reason i always feel weird about it and i don't know why really but it's all i mean i feel like restaurants restaurants is one of those things where maybe it is more fun with somebody else you know it's definitely more of like a conversational situation yeah. than the other yeah. ones are. Like, I don't know if I'm going to go to a restaurant, drop, you know, whatever 
for a good meal and just leave. Like I'd rather hang out in there and, and talk to someone else. And, and it's more of an experience, isn't it? Yeah. And I mean, like, it's one thing to like, I don't know, go to Chipotle and get a burrito bowl and like sit there by yourself and like shovel it back and then throw your shit away and leave. Like, that's one thing. But like, if you go to a nice restaurant, you want to like linger and enjoy things and like have glasses of wine and doing that by yourself is just not as nice <laughs> as doing it with someone else. No, it's not. No, I agree. Um, so, all right. So you like to go to concerts. You like the movies. You, it looks like you spend a lot of time outside you you do like a lot of uh nature yeah. trails and stuff yeah. like that i like being outside quite a lot i like hikes um i do a lot of that by myself now too because i used to have um back at home i used to have a couple of friends that i referred to as my adventure friends and then so we would do all kinds of that kind of stuff together like kayaking trips and hikes and all kinds of things um and then they had to move to Arizona for work. So once they were gone, I was like out of friends who wanted to do like crazy physical activities with me, like out of nowhere. So I just started doing them by myself that's, because like, like cool. I said, like, yeah, I want if I want to do a thing and no one wants to do the thing with me, I'd still like to do it. So yeah, good for you. Yeah. That's something yeah. I would like to get into, too. Just spend more time outside, like, not mowing the lawn and shit. Like, actually just walking around. Yeah. Although That's sometimes cool. sometimes household stuff. out. Like, at when I had a house, I really liked gardening. I was big into gardening. Like, I liked having a garden. And it was, like, part of my routine on the weekends would be, like, go work out, come home, and then just, like, get dirty in the garden for, like, a couple of hours. And then... Shower. What would you so grow really in your liked... garden? So I had like, uh, you know, like flowers and all that kind of stuff too. But then I would also do, I like a vegetable garden in the summertime. And I would always do, the ones that I always did were tomatoes, uh, jalapeno peppers, and usually like uh, some other kind of pepper, like something random. Usually not bell peppers because they're boring, but like some other kind of spicy <laughs> shit, like Italian long hots or something like that. Um oh, yeah. And then I would randomly do, like, one year I did cucumbers, one year I did zucchini or squash. Cucumbers are easy to grow? Those I had a little bit of trouble with because they have to climb up something. So I had, like, a row house in the city. So I had, like, in between my backyard and my neighbor's backyard, there was a chain link fence, fence. So I'm like, okay, I'll just have the cucumber climb up this fence. That's perfect. And the plant, like, grew really nicely. And then I would get, like, these little tiny cucumbers like starting to grow out of the flower and then they would just shrivel up and die <laughs> I have no idea why um but like those I didn't have any I didn't have any luck with but zucchini and squash um I figured out that you have to have two plants because apparently with zucchini like you know how you can eat squash blossoms like, I don't know you're Italian so you might know okay. that um but no, I don't like squash I don't know I'm not a big squash guy. Good. Anyway, I learned that there's like there's male flowers and there's female flowers. And this is like, I'm sure, really thrilling content <laughs> for your listeners. But they better if, be liking if you it. Don't, yeah, if you don't have both male flowers and female flowers on your plant, you're not gonna get any fruit because like a bee has to come along and go to the male flower and 
take some pollen on its little bee butt over to the female flower and that's what makes a zucchini or a squash grow and I found out that if you have two plants that's more likely for it to happen so the first couple of times I only had one plant because I just had like a little garden but then I had two and then I got like a fuck ton of zucchini and squash and like weird shit like um some of them will come out like half green and half yellow because I had a yellow squash plant and is a regular zucchini plant and so I guess like when they got mixed up weird stuff would happen but that was fun squash but yeah different yeah being outside I think is nice as soon as it gets even a little bit warm I just want to be outside all the time yeah that's something I got to do too I started growing Mm -hmm. stuff in my backyard I got a peach tree and I got a grapevine last year I had I had uh like 15 peaches last year and I was going to pick them because I've only had the tree for like two years and my mom comes over and she goes, oh, no, let them sit another couple of days. So I'm like, all right. You know, they look like they're ready to me, but all right, I'll let them wait. I go out maybe a week later. And I, I went out the day before and, and they were still there. So I go out the next day and they're gone. Every single one's gone. I'm like, what? Like Squirrels, man. Do you think it was a squirrel? For sure. Like I used to, um, the person that lived across the street from me at my old house had a... Um, I don't know if it was a peach or some kind of treat with fruit on it. And I used to see squirrels like carrying them down the street in their little squirrel mouths. Or like sometimes I would walk my dog and there would be like a peach with like two bites out of it just in the middle of the street. Cause some squirrel was like, I don't want this anymore. And like eat it and throw it away. But you know what you have to do? What? You have to, when you start getting peaches, like when you see the little ones starting to grow, if you pick off like half of them and just like throw them away, the ones that are left will be better. Get out of here, really? I guess yep. because they get more of the uh, they get more like of or whatever. The, yeah, more of the energy. Interesting. Yeah. I'm going to do that. I'm going like to have to put like a fence over the top of the tree. I, I mean, honestly, there's not anything you can do to stop the squirrels from eating your food plants. <laughs> They're going to do every it single, anyway. Every single one they took. Like, I couldn't believe yeah. it. And like, I'm looking in because the, there's a, there's a farm behind me and like the, you know, there's workers and stuff. So the first thing in my mind is those sons of bitches. But then I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, like there's no tracks anywhere. So like who, whoever, whatever thief took these did like the perfect crime. So the there squirrels was no knew evidence. that they were ready. Yeah. The squirrels were like, well, these are ready to go. Let's take some of these <laughs> This asshole's taking forever to pick these, you know? Yeah. He must not want them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was it. Was kind of like I was like, oh man, and then I I just had to laugh because I thought it was funny. Yeah, they so, will yeah. steal all of your food. Those sons of bitches! I bought a I bought a, a bird feeder a couple of weeks ago when this all started. I'm like, oh, I guess I'll look at birds for a month. And <laughs> <laughs> there's a the the squirrel hanging from the damn thing. It looked like like I, like I just caught a fish. Like the whole thing was bobbing up and down. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever. All right, let me let's move on here. <laughs> This is such great content. So you mentioned in the episode and and last night that you moved to Halifax and you've been there for six months. Yeah. And talk about that a little bit. How come, what what made you decide to move and and why Halifax? And, you know, and then you said you're going to come back soon. Yeah. Why are you coming back? So this is kind of a long story. And since we're doing a thing here, I might as well just tell the whole thing. So, probably like three, what year is this? So, maybe like three or four years ago, um, 
on a dating app, a cursed dating app, I met this guy that was, I learned later, just passing through because he was with his dad on his dad's sailboat and they were sailing from up here in Nova Scotia down to the Caribbean for the winter. So they were in Rock Hall, Maryland. And what had happened was when they were sailing past Wilmington, somehow the two of us like matched with each other, like as he was sailing by, like in my distance radius that you set up on Tinder, like it was, it just happened. So we went out this one time and like hit it off really well. Long story short, we ended up having like a very ill-advised in hindsight, long distance relationship. He didn't live here in Halifax. He lived in New Brunswick, which is the province to the left of Nova Scotia, if you're looking at a map. And so I obviously went up there a whole bunch while we were seeing each other and found that I liked it quite a bit. And so this went on for like two years. And it was one of those like now kind of hilarious, but at the time very hard for me emotionally. One of those things where like one party in the relationship has decided like this is it. Like I was convinced that I was going to marry this guy. Like I had, he was divorced. I had met his ex-wife and his kids. Like I met his mom. I met like his whole family. Like it was like a whole thing where I was just like, all right, like this is it. I like this guy a whole bunch. He seems to like me too. He's introducing me to his family. Like we've been together a couple of years. I'm going to marry this dude for sure. He uh, was not on that same page. Um, so essentially what happened was I had filled out an application to move to what I thought was going to be New Brunswick. There's like a whole immigration is like complicated and annoying and long. So I had done this. And after I submitted the application, um, I was up there visiting him. And then he like put me on an airplane. And while I was on the airplane, texted me. (laughs) We weren't going to be seeing each other anymore, which was super cool. Um, While you were on your way up. Yeah, so, like, we, he, like, drove me to the airport, hugged and kissed me like I was leaving, uh, like, uh, uh. a million other times that we had done it. And then when I landed, I turned my phone off airplane mode, and I had been dumped. So, Jesus. that was super cool. Yeah, it was not, not great, but, you know, dudes. So, the applicant, like, the, the immigration process, like I said, is long. So, I didn't learn that I got accepted essentially for like a year after I had already been dumped by this guy and the reason that I was granted residency in Canada is because without getting too far into the weeds with the process like a a particular province in Canada can take a look at your like application because you fill out like your whole work history your education history all that kind of stuff They can look at your profile and be like, yeah, we'd like this person to live in our province and they can do what's called a provincial nomination. And so I got a provincial nomination from Nova Scotia and that's what put my application over the edge. So I got granted permanent residency. So I got this thing after I had been dumped by the guy, which was the whole reason I started doing the thing. During this time, like I had started going to therapy, like I was real fucked up from this breakup, like it 
destroyed me emotionally in a way that I had never experienced before. Um, so I was like really working through some stuff when I found out that I got accepted. And so when I did, I was like, well, I can't do that. Like, that's insane. Like, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of put it on the back burner. And like, as I started to like get my life back together and get a hold of myself emotionally, I started thinking like, was the only reason that I wanted to move to Canada Logan? No, not entirely. Like, was he the reason that I thought it was possible? Yes. But I've always loved Canada. It's always been my favorite place. I've traveled a ton in this country. Um, Being a hockey fan, it's like, if hockey is like a part, for me, and I probably for you too, like, I'm not just like a fan of hockey. Like, I'm like a hockey person. It's like my favorite thing. Um, And there's just something culturally up here that I feel really like attracted to. So I started thinking to myself, like, what if you just did this by yourself? Because I'm like in my mid thirties, I've never done anything crazy like this in my entire life. Like I've lived in like a 10 mile radius of the house that I grew up in for my entire life. Didn't go away to college, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, maybe I just fucking do this. So then I decided that I was going to do it. And decided that I was going to, because you have like a, there's like a time frame that they give you to move up here and then it expires. Oh, no way. So, yeah. So I decided like, I'm okay, I'm going to work. I'm going to keep working for a little while. I'm going to like save as much money as I can. I ended up um, like selling all of my stuff. Like there's like a full like midlife crisis thing that I went through. Like I sold all of my stuff, rented my house out, moved in with my parents. Um, So I was like banking the money from renting my house out. I was paying off like all of the credit card debt that I had, um, paying off as much stuff as I could. Um, and then I ended up selling my house and then I was like, okay, ready to go. And then, and then I ended up having this whole health thing that happened, uh, which made it impossible. Was that the, uh, what the, what the heck was that again? I know what I it is, but I can't blood, remember the name. I had a blood clot thing, blood yeah. Clot. I had yeah. pulmonary embolism, technically, That's is what, what it's it called, because they were in my lungs. So that happened, and obviously uh, put a little pause on things. And by the time I had recovered from all of that and was in a place that I could actually do this thing... Um, my residency like invitation had expired, but I was like so committed to doing this that I was like, fuck it. I'm doing it anyway. So, um, like to be fair, there was like a series of things about my life that made it possible for me to take this kind of chance. Like for example, um, when I went to my boss to tell him that I was going to quit and leave, um, he, was so like he didn't want me to do it obviously um but he valued my like I don't know he valued me as an asset to the department so much that he was like well you can just like I can't keep you as an employee and have you work remotely but you can be a contractor and work remotely so if you want to do that that's fine so I've essentially been doing my old job 
on more of a part-time basis remotely since I moved up here. So that kind of made it possible because I had some kind of income. And another thing that made it possible is that I had um, a friend up here who at the time was kind of just like a casual acquaintance, but um, he and his wife turned out to be like the most amazing people and are now like some of my best friends. But they essentially were like, yeah, if you're going to move up here, you can stay with us until you figure shit out. Um, so having a place to stay that wasn't like a full, you need to pay all of this rent and all of your utilities and all that stuff, that also made it easier because obviously the financial burden wasn't so high. So I just decided to take the gamble and move up here anyway with the idea that because if I was if I was given a job offer, if someone offered me a full-time job, I would be able to stay. Like that would be kind of the end of the process and it would be like, okay, you can stay here now. Um, and in my mind, I thought to myself like, okay, Kelly, you're going to like meet people, you'll network, you'll get all kinds of contacts. I don't know who I thought I was thinking about, but like I'm not the kind of person that like networks and like meets <laughs> professional strangers. Like, I don't know what I was thinking, but like, so I've been here six months. Um, no one's given me a job. I'm not going to get one. Um, so I decided that I should probably like cut it like, okay. And, and also another factor is, um, both of my sisters had babies uh, one in January and one in February. And after going home and meeting these babies, I was like, well, I want to, I don't want these babies not to know me. <laughs> like, I don't want them not to know who I am. So that also kind of factored in. Like, my sisters and I are pretty close. So mm -hmm. not being around for them when they have these little tiny babies has been, like, hard for me. So I just kind of decided, like, you know what? Kelly, you gave it a shot. Like, you did the crazy thing. I've essentially been able to have, like, a six-month paid vacation from my job. And uh, because they're just going to take me right back. Like, I never left. So I'm just going to go back to my old job. Um, That's sick. So, yeah. It was, it was like, a, a crazy thing that I think I needed to do for, like, my own sanity. And I'm super glad I did it. It's been amazing. It's outstanding wow. up here. How do you feel from the time you went up there to to now? Do you feel like different? How do you, how different do you feel? If so, I do feel um, like we've talked a little bit about like how kind of things start to matter differently after you have like a health scare, um, and something. I don't want to say like I don't care as much about stuff, but I think I have like a a different idea of the things that are important mm -hmm. in life. And I think that the idea that I've never, so the reason that I have lived within a 10 mile radius of my house for my whole life and the reason that I didn't go to way to, away to college and all the, all the stuff like that is because I was always scared to do it, um, like for a number of reasons. And so doing a thing that was like scary and relatively irresponsible and probably ill-advised, um, like taking that kind of jump off of a cliff, I think makes you realize that like you can do stuff like that. 
and you're going to be fine. Like you don't have to, you're not going to ruin your life by taking a chance on a thing that you want to do. Um, and like I said, like there, there are a lot of things that I was fortunate to have as safety nets, like with the job and my boss loving me and all that kind of stuff that made it possible. But like, you know, it is, that's, you know, this is what it is. If mm-hmm. honestly, if my boss had told me like, okay, well, thanks for your service. Mm-hmm. We'll see you later. I still would have done it. Um, it just would have been harder. And I would have had to like dip into the money that I made when I sold my house. Like, and that's the other thing, like selling my house worked out really well for me because I bought a sh- like a really rundown house in a really nice neighborhood. So over the six years that I owned it, like my dad and I did a whole bunch of work to it ourselves. So it was nicer when I left it than when I got it. So I made a pretty good chunk of money selling it, which meant that I had like a little, like a safety net that a lot of people might not have, but I just feel like doing this thing um, has made me realize that I can do more things than I thought that I could. And I don't have to be scared like getting over fear has been like a big thing for me since the whole like I didn't I never went to therapy before um that whole thing happened um because I thought like a lot of people do foolishly that like I don't need it and it's Mm -hmm. silly and it's like not going to help me in any way but like you really do get to like figure out like what at the core is holding you back. And for me, it's always just been that I've been scared of like everything always mm-hmm. and forever. And so getting over that, I think has been a huge and you thing. Le- and you learned this. that by going to a therapist. Uh, yeah, I did because, um, it's just like, I think that you can get caught in like your own echo chamber when you think about the stuff that you're going through. Um, emotionally and I don't know like for me I'm not much of a sharer which might be hard to believe because I overshare a lot on the internet but but it's like the, it's, the it's stuff it's easier that I, to on the internet I think it is easier because you're not looking at anybody and it's relatively anonymous even though everyone knows who I am but you're just um, putting it out in the space basically right you know right you don't really and if you want to ignore the reaction to it you can um yeah. but like and also, like, big stuff, like, really emotional stuff or, like, feelings stuff, I'm not a big sharer. Like, I am very much the kind of person that just stuffs that kind of stuff down um, and doesn't acknowledge that it exists. So, essentially, like, what happened was, like, I got to the lowest place that I had ever been emotionally. And I've always been pretty low emotionally um, just because, like, I've had... A lot of shitty things happen to me in life, but not like... Oh, it's, it's No, I get it. It's tough. Yeah, I yeah, get so, it. So, like, I was so, so low that, like, a friend of mine was like, you need to talk to somebody because, like, it had gotten to a point that other people were worried about me. Mm. So, at first I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. And then eventually it was like, I never... Thankfully, I've never been like suicidal or like I never thought about harming myself or anything like that. But I was just like inconsolably sad for so Mm. long that I was like, I don't I can't be like this anymore. Like I have to figure it out. So maybe 
this is the way to do it. And then just like having someone who is completely impartial and has like no investment on in what like what you do one way or another. Like they don't yep. they don't know they don't care. You know what I mean? Like they're I mean not to say they don't care, but like they're not like your mom or something. They, they don't they have don't, any bias. They don't have right. any influence. Yeah, I get it. Hundred exactly. percent. So just like talking about and it did take me some time to be able to like say out loud all of the things that were in my head. So once I got to a point that I felt comfortable enough with this person to really say all of the things and like talk about all of the stuff that I thought was making me sad. And then just to have someone, first of all, acknowledge that you're like not crazy for feeling that way. And then also like give you tools that you can either choose to do or not do that are, are supposed to help you. Um, and they really do. And they just like, it's just kind of like the acknowledgement by a medical professional that like what you're feeling isn't because I don't know about you, but sometimes like you do start to feel a little crazy. Like, why am I feeling like this? Like get over it. Like, what is your problem? Um, but having someone, you're right. Yeah. Like having someone just say like, no, like you're, it's normal that you're feeling this. Like you don't have to beat yourself for feeling it, but like, here is how you might be able to help yourself feel differently. Mm Um, it's been like a huge help and, yeah, it's one of those things where I, I kind of wish, like, given the traje- trajectory of my life, that I had done it earlier. I think it would have helped me a lot. Um, but, you know, it's never too late no. to fix your shit. No, and I think that's an awesome story that you just told. I think yeah. a lot of people a lot of people listening can definitely relate, Kelly. And I think having somebody uh, say it out loud for to hear, you probably just made a lot of people feel a little bit better about what they they got going on. At least I, it it would make me feel better knowing that you know, okay, I'm not the only one feeling like that, you know. Yeah. Because, like you said, someone like you or, you know, maybe how I used to be like, you you could talk to me every day and not know that I'm going through some shit. You know what I yep. mean? Yep. I'm so, exactly like that. Yeah. I've yeah. always been like the sunny, happy, funny person. Yeah. That's a, mostly that's because. A, it's like an e. That's like the. I find that that is kind of the easiest wall that you can build when you're young. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the one that you can put up in front of you. That's like super easy to maintain, and then people never know. Like, yeah. oh, Kelly's always in a great mood. Kelly's fun. She's funny. Like, but you know what's funny is is people like me and you. We can see that. At least I'll speak for me. Like I can identify that in other people. I'm like this person yeah. is way too happy all the time. Like they got something going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I feel like if you want to get to know someone, you sh- like you can break that down. Like hey, like like it just doesn't feel authentic anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when someone's like too happy all the time, but then it takes someone to say, hey, like what do you got going on? You know, everyone's yeah. got something. Yeah, for everyone does have something and it's hard. I mean, it's still hard for me to not put the front on, especially with new people in my life. Like it's really hard to not Well, here's the thing, like yeah. 
and I'm not saying that I'm I'm professional or whatever, but like you know, going through some stuff, you like to think that you can try to help other people. What what I try to tell people is, you're not going to be you know whatever this perfect uh, thing is in your mind. So every day you have to practice being how you want to be, you know. So like, if I wake up tomorrow and I'm not how I want to be, it's okay. I tr- I tried, and tomorrow I'm going to do it again. And then. Mm-hmm. Over time, trying to do the same thing over and over again, you're going to be where you want to be. So it's okay to not be somewhere overnight. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like that that whole like fake it till you make it thing. That I mean, I still to this day do it all the time. Like I am not a terribly confident person, um, like generally. But for some reason in like a a professional situation or a work situation, I'm able to essentially pretend that I am and like project a confidence that I don't really feel like I don't generally feel all the time. Um, that like, you know, has helped me in like my professional life to, to do well. And for some reason I'm like super able to do it in a work setting, but I'm like, it's really hard for me to do it in like a personal setting. Um, I have a little bit. Yeah. I know we're going to talk about it a little bit, but like dating stuff, I've kind of started to be able to fake it a little bit at the beginning. But the problem that I think I've had with that is that because it's faking, like eventually it, the insecurity leaks out of me and people are like, Oh, Oh, she's actually not that person at all. But the, well, like, the I, fake, I don't... like the the faking, isn't like you know. There's no like bad motive behind the faking. Like I'm not trying to make people think I'm something that I'm not. I'm just like and, trying and when you say to fake. A... How do you say fake? Like what are you what are you doing that you're faking? So, so I guess like so like I said, I'm introverted and I'm shy generally like that is the kind of person that I am so like I'm not the kind of person who would ever like walk up to a stranger and start a conversation like I'm just like physically incapable of doing it the thought of it terrifies me (laughs) but like you know you have a few conversations with some asshole on a dating app and then you go out on a first date and I'm able to like I don't know, like have easy conversation with this person that's essentially a stranger because I guess because like this, the framework of the situation that we're in, my weird brain has like decided like, okay, in this particular situation, you can acknowledge that you are like a smart and nice person and you can allow people to know that about you and not be like weird and quiet and shy um, because that's obviously would be a disaster. Like I'm sure that you could imagine if like you went on a first date with some woman that you were having pleasant conversation with through text. And then she was like a weird, quiet clamshell. It would be a nightmare. <laughs> so like, I've decided like for some reason in that situation, I'm able to like, I guess, put myself out there a little bit, but in my mind, it's like not the real version of me, which saying that out loud doesn't really make any sense because like, if I'm doing it, isn't it the real version of me? But like, I, I guess, I guess the, the fake part of it is that I'm hiding 
insecurity that I have because if people were to know about that insecurity, it would be like no one would be interested in talking to me because nobody likes insecure people. So I've just well, had wait, to... Wait, 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 wait. Like, how do you know that? Nobody likes... First of all, you're a dude. So you know, I, I'm i assuming, like, if you were seeing someone who, like, had, like, really outward insecure tendencies, like, if your phone made a noise and they were like, Jim, who's that? Like, who's who's texting you? <laughs> Or like, like yeah, yeah, or like being jealous that you have female friends or like one or like, you know, my big thing is like, um, I, I guess because I'm so my baseline assumption is that if I'm, if I meet a guy, he's going to end up not liking me. So if there's not like a constant validation that this person is interested in me, I like start to lose my mind a little bit it's horrible and it's like the worst thing about me and like I completely understand that it has probably <laughs> driven it's probably yeah, driven like, like more guys than I can count away from me but like if you the, if you go like three days without texting me I'm gonna be like well what the fuck is hat like what I'm gonna well, like, that's like a thing too like three days with no text is like all right I'm the same way but uh, but I'm not like what's wrong with me I'm like all right well next one I guess you'll see, see that I mean, that's how it should be. Like, you're doing the correct thing. Whereas for me, I'm like, what the fuck did I do? What's wrong with me? Why doesn't this person want it? Like, it's a, it's like a whole thing that I fall into that I'm not supposed to. And I'm that's like a, a therapy thing. Like, I'm not supposed to be putting that stuff on myself, but I do. Well, I um, used to think like that. So I get it. Like, I get, I get your thinking. I used to be like that, too. I think maybe everybody's probably been like that at some point in their life. I mean, I, I think everybody has insecurities especially when it comes to relationship stuff, but it's just a matter of like, how do you manage them? And I'm generally not that great at managing them. I think, um, even if I try, because I have found, and I don't know if this happens to you, but I find that like the guys that I really don't like that, like I actively, the kind of like, I don't know, like I, one word text answers or like I don't really reach out to them a lot like that kind of stuff because I'm not super interested those guys seem way more interested in me than the ones that I do really like and I think it's because I'm like too much I always describe myself as like a um a golden retriever puppy when I like (laughs) a dude like I'm just so excited and I want to like always play with them and like pet me pet me pet me like you know what I mean like I'm just like it's too much and I don't know how to like not be that person. Um, so like when I don't like someone, somehow that works for me, but I can't seem to like they pretend become the that golden I don't. Retriever. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's... No, I've been through some of that too. It makes right, perfect so sense. It, insecurity is gross. Like nobody wants it. Like, and I, I don't think that I would want like an outwardly insecure guy. So it's like, you know, but I mean, like some insecurities are okay though. Like, this is what I wanted to say. Like, so I was, I was with a girl for a couple months. Right. And she, she must've been putting on this, this whole front. Like she's calm. She's cool. You know, likes to have fun, whatever. And stuff starts popping up, you know, like she brings up one thing. Oh, I'm not, I'm not typically this kind of person, but blah, blah, blah. 
And I'm like, okay, well, that's interesting because usually people that say I'm not typically this kind of person, they really are that person. They just don't know it yet. You know what I mean? Or they they don't want to admit it yeah. to themselves. So right away, that was like a flag for me. But I'm like, okay, you know, if this pops up once in a while, I have no problem helping her through this, right? Because that's what I think a partner's supposed to do. Someone has insecurities, cool, let me know about it, and we'll we'll work on it. We'll fix it. I'll tell you, I'll show you why you don't have to worry, right? Mm-hmm. But once one thing came up, a second thing came up just a week or two later, and then the floodgates opened, and I'm like, right. oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I thought this was going to be like a once every couple, like, month thing or even a couple weeks if you needed a reminder i'll reassure you absolutely no problem but like when you start picking on me for social media or you know you're getting like i could see there's some jealousy type stuff coming up i'm like you know what like this is this is me and i don't feel like i should have to change that i'm not doing anything wrong like believe me if i was if i was doing something dumb i would have no problem saying it on here and admitting it because you know, then I would say, you know what, her her feelings were valid. She, I'm not gonna make her look nuts, but I was being a good right. boy. So I was kind of like, I don't need this. You know, let me do you a favor. This way, you can concentrate on all your own stuff, and I'll go do my thing. Yeah. Right. So, and but that so is like yeah. a little bit I mean, insecurity is okay. Me. Yeah, I, because everybody has it. Um, but yeah, it's just I let mine leak out way too early <laughs> i have to keep it under wraps and it's hard to yeah but I, yeah but it's okay though i mean you yeah. there's somebody uh, whatever i we could make yeah. this uh, a therapy show if we <laughs> but i mean it kind like of already there, is a therapy show gardening and therapy with kelly so here's and what i tell people's <laughs> that's the new name <laughs> uh, so here's what i tell people like be exactly how you are because there's somebody that's going to like exactly how you are if you're if you're trying to change yourself for whatever reason the person that's going to like who you are is not is not going to like who you're trying to be you know what i mean yeah for sure that's so that that helps that helps me be like my genuine self all the time like i'm not going to fake to be somebody else because then they're going to see the real me i had a friend that used to do that like he, he was he used to like to drink and party and whatnot and you knew every time he met a girl because he he would come out and not drink. He would just stand there. Like there was a point where he 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 became like a vegan, raw vegan. He was bringing out like apples and carrots and stuff, and we're all oh, like God. drinking beer and shit. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, what what the <laughs> fuck is happening? And I'm like, you got a girlfriend, don't you? And he and he did every time. And I started <laughs> to catch on to that. I'm like. Dude, do you want to know why your relationships don't last? Is because you pretend to be somebody else every time, and like yeah. they're they're expecting you to be a certain way. And then when he when he slips and he's like his old self, they're like shocked. They're like, mm. I didn't know you could drink like this, blah blah blah. And it 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 ends pretty much, you know, not too soon afterwards. Yeah, so that's a classic example right there. Mhm. Uh, yeah, life's life's interesting though, isn't it? It is. There's a lot to it. <laughs> a lot <Yeah>. of layers. <laughs> it's fun, though. I like the layers. See, that? this is what I like about getting to know people. Because even mm-hmm. listening to you there, like I felt like I learned a lot more than what you just said. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm thinking yeah. underneath of things. I'm like, oh, okay, this is interesting. It's not judging either, by the way. It's just trying to no, get to know Kelly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I totally get it. And like, 
I, I I am my authentic self for the most part. It's really just like the the shyness and the lack of confidence and the insecurity are the things that I feel like I have to cover up when I meet new people. But like I it's impossible for me not to be like an awkward, clumsy weirdo. Like it's impossible for me not to curse like a sailor in like normal conversation. Like I'm incapable of controlling it. So it's like, there are parts of me that people get right away. Um, But kind of like the stuff that I consider bad is the stuff that I hide. But like you said, eventually it's going to come out. And then when it does, things don't go well because the person that you are with doesn't know that it's there and then they're like oh I didn't sign up for having to text you back in five minutes or you get pissed off like that's not what I signed up for so yeah but like I mean I think it's good that you you know if you can acknowledge the things that you know are wrong with yourself that's kind of like the first step to fixing them the fixing part is super hard I found I feel like if you bring it up to somebody you know two people can talk about and then you know, so here's the the thing too. Like, if uh, somebody brings something up to me, like if I can only think about what recently happened for me. If she was to bring up her insecurities to me, the goal would be to talk about them and and you know for her to number one try to work on them and and I'll put them to rest. You know, the other thing is, and what I noticed that she would do, and because she just wasn't she just wasn't aware. She would tell me in the hopes that I would cater to ended up what ended up being like a request without so much saying it, you know, like, oh, you want me on social media uh, less? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll delete an account, you know, that and that would be feeding into the problem if I did that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and that's kind of like what she was expecting from me to do. And I'm like, well, I'm not doing that because I need this stuff and I enjoy being on it. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, that's what I think you have to watch for with, with some people because they, they come with their insecurities and they try to manipulate a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think once I saw that, I was kind of – I was really like turned off. I'm like, eh, maybe you're too young for me. Maybe you're a little yeah. bit immature. So, yeah, I don't, I don't like to – I don't like to expect someone to change any of their behavior for me specifically. I think it's more just like – I think because it's like so ingrained in my brain that no one will like me, um, like all the way back to like childhood, it's just in my head that like the default result in my mind is not interested. So I guess because that is like so deep in my head require instant validation that this person is in fact interested in me and that's like <laughs> not, sorry, I think that's not, not a great thing to ask of someone <laughs> it's yeah no, i get it 100 percent. real quick could could you hear my dog in the background right there no oh my god he just snored like a machine gun i'm definitely <laughs> gonna have to edit that <laughs> so just leave I, it I in laugh. in my opinion oh my god odin Special guest Odin making an appearance. Hey, how you yeah. doing? Yeah. He's probably <laughs> right. got some stuff to say. Apparently. So um 
Yeah, so so changing the mindset that was ingrained basically your whole life is is tough. But like yeah. you have to know, you have to know somehow like uh, it's just not like real anymore. Like it's not you need to remind her somehow. You need to like put a tattoo like on your wrist like I did. That'll remind you. <laughs> what's on your, what's tattooed on your wrist? Oh, so I have three letters. It's B H N. And when I was I was going crazy a couple years ago, like I was always in my head, panic attacks, like like fucking like I was every 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 other hour I was having what I didn't know was, but it was a, a panic or an anxiety attack, whatever. So what I noticed was I was always stuck in my head. So I, I went and got a quick tattoo. It's BHN means be here now, which forget everything else. Be right where you are. Don't think about what you're going to do tomorrow. Don't think about what you're going to do later. Don't think about what already happened. Because what I was doing is I was so focused on Crohn's. How can I fix this? How can I fix this? What did I do? What did I do? And I would always backtrack and like scramble my brain all day. Like I was obsessed. And I didn't want to be obsessed anymore. So I read a couple books and I'm like, I'll be here now. Like I need a fucking reminder because I'm going crazy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I don't I don't so much need it now. But if, I, you know, I'll see it and I'm just like, yeah, stay centered. Be right where you are and enjoy the moment. Right. Because. Yeah. I think like you said, with the childhood thing, we we program our names. I mean, we program our brains with, you know, what happens and mm-hmm. we uh, build habits and, and stuff like that where, you know, we have to realize that we have to break them. And so that's what I did. That, you know, crazy. I mean, that's a, a huge that's a huge deal that you were able to do it because it's incredibly difficult to do. Yeah, well, maybe like maybe because mine was only for like a couple months, like a year or two, whatever. But one day I woke up and I was, and I guess piggyback piggybacking off one of the stories you told, like my low point was I came home from work one day, like and I remember my body was so heavy, like I left work early. I'm climbing up, I'm walking up my steps, and I feel like I'm just like dragging along every step. And it was sunny out that day, and I, I got into my room. Didn't turn on any lights. I laid down on my bed and I remember looking outside and it looked like dark out, right? And mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? Like it's it's nice out. Why does it look like it's it's raining or it's dark out? So like I was laying in my bed and I remember just feeling sad. Like I don't remember if I started to to cry or what, but I remember thinking like crazy crazy thoughts. Like and I'll say it. Like I was, ha- I would never act on anything, but I remember thinking like, dude, you have to like, you should just kill yourself. And that day, and this also ties into another story you said with the therapy thing. I remember getting up, going downstairs because I was actually scared and I called mm-hmm. my buddy and I said, dude, did you ever have these thoughts before? And cause he, you know, he's got his own stuff going on mm-hmm. and he said, no, he said, what the fuck dude? I said, yeah, I'm having these thoughts, and I just wanted to know if you've ever had them, you know. And it didn't really. Fe- I, I don't. I got the impression where he didn't know what to say, really, you know. So yeah, you know, the phone call was short. I'm like, okay. I looked around my kitchen. I'm like, dude, like we got to change something, you know. So I don't remember if I made the decision that night or not, but somewhere along the way, not soon after, I'm like, dude. You got to break out of this because this is enough. Like, I don't even, I didn't like that I was having those thoughts. So I'm like, what I ended up doing was 
like I guess it was depression, right? So when you're depressed, you don't feel like doing anything. You just want to stay inside yeah. and you don't want any human interaction, nothing. Like yep. I was afraid to do things. Like I was genuinely afraid, you know, like I'm having panic attacks driving down uh, 55 to go to work. I can't feel my, my hands or my feet, shit like that, you know? Um, so I'm like, all right, everything that pops up in my mind or, or if I like to, for example, if I like to go to the gym, I'm going to force myself to go to the gym. If right. I know that I like going to the movies and I don't want to go, I'm going to force myself to go and doing the things that I knew that I liked, even though I didn't want to do them, helped break me out of that. And, you know, that's what worked for me. And I think also you know, reading some, some, some books and whatnot and figuring out, you know, that your mood and, and things can be affected by chemicals. Like, you know, what, what you put into your body can change certain chemicals. Um, mm -hmm. once it kind of broke it down to a science for me, I was like, I can fix this every day. I can fix my mood. I can fix myself. Like I don't have to sit here and be sad or, or angry or feel like this. Cause I was tired of feeling like that. Like I used to, yeah. you know, like we've talked about ego and stuff like that. Like the ego likes to feel angry and, and, and shit like that. Like it likes to like, like for example, angry Jim, that, that was a name built from my ego. Right. Mm -hmm. So the ego likes to be angry. And, and I got to a point where I was just so tired that I didn't even want to be angry anymore. I just wanted to be. And yeah. so that's where, you know, like the tattoo and whatnot comes from. But you mentioned the thing with your therapist. So after that phone call with my friend, I realized that I can't go to my friends for, and if you guys are listening, don't take this personal or whatever, because I don't know if I ever told you. I don't go to my friends for advice, you know, really, really important advice, because mm -hmm. they're always going to give me uh, what they're always going to tell me to do what they think is best for me. Do you know what I mean? They're, and yeah. it's not that they don't care. It's, it's that they do care and they, they, I assume want the best for me, but it might not be the best decision for me. So right. whenever I have something to talk about, and this might be weird. And if any of you Twitter guys are listening out there, thank you. I'll go to somebody on Twitter that, you know, I think can help me out or just listen to me and, and give me unbiased advice. And it helps me. I don't always follow it, but listening to what they have to say it kind of calms me down and I'm sure I, I've probably done it with you, Kelly. I really, like, I can't think of something specific off the top of my head, but uh, like that helps me. And I, I guess like it's almost the same as therapy. I mean, it's the same concept. Yeah. Um, same concept. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of like, I think why I, sometimes I like tweet through stuff <laughs> that I'm going through in my head because yeah. first of all getting it out I think helps yeah. just like getting it out of your brain and like into some actual tangible form either telling someone like out loud or writing it out whatever that helps um but then like you said the, the idea that whoever replies to it um has no background information about you doesn't know you doesn't have any real investment in the course of your life. So they're going to tell you what they genuinely think is the best thing for you to do to help yourself. And they might not be right. Like you said, they don't like I don't know that I would consider it a replacement 
for therapy because the the doctors like know some shit that they can tell you that like a regular person just doesn't know. Um, but it does help, I think, when you can talk to someone who like you're never gonna see and doesn't really care about you and you don't really care about them so there's no like hurt feelings that are going to happen yeah you can just like get it out and see what someone has to say and then just at the very least it can help you i think evaluate the situation that you're going through a little bit because you've you've gotten it out and you've heard what someone else thinks about it it's definitely helpful it's a a weird thing but it's 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 so weird Mm -hmm. yes i'm i'm grateful for you know, whoever I've reached out to and just listened. I can think of a couple guys off the top, but I, I won't. I guess I won't name them. But, yeah, so I don't know if I've ever said that stuff out loud. And now I said it out loud, and it's on a podcast for everyone to listen to. <laughs> now it's on the record forever. Never <laughs> yeah. go back from it. All right, so let's maybe lighten the mood a little bit here. I have some dating app stories, and I know you probably have some, too. Too many. All right. right, So dating app stories. So actually, let me ask you some of the questions that I've been using on these apps because I don't know about you, but I can only ask somebody. I can only ask how someone's day was so many times. Like, is it like, I don't know. I don't, not that I don't care how your day was because I do, but it's, and it's like small talk though. And yeah, you don't really though. Right. Like it's like. Oh, cool. Everybody you had a great a day. day. Or yeah, you, yeah. you hope it's a good day. Yeah. And also, like, what is somebody going to – like, everybody just answers yeah. that question in, like, an empty way. That guy's fine. Hey, like, there's no information exchange there. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, the, I can only ask that question so many times. So, like – so I've switched it up a little bit. And <laughs> what I've been going with is I'm trying to recruit a sugar mama. And my opening <laughs> – my opening mm-hmm. line, you didn't laugh at all, so I'm a little bit scared. <laughs> I, had a, I chuckled. There was a chuckle. Maybe so what I open with right away is, hi, I'm looking for a sugar mama. And I, and I detail what it, you know, what it entails. Yeah. You work. I'll stay home, sculpt my body, work out, you know, however long I have to. I'll cook and occasionally clean. That's all I want in the deal. And I tell them it's win-win for you. What are your thoughts? This is your opening line? First My thing? opening line, yeah. All right. <laughs> That's a bold move. <laughs> I mean, it's like I've gotten way more like hits than misses with that. But the misses okay. are like really bad. Like yeah, the misses like, what are the like. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, like 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 this one this one girl was uh, a lawyer, I guess, and she was like mm-hmm. way too good. Like I'm not being nobody's sugar mama. I'm like, holy shit, like relax. Like <laughs> I just didn't want to ask how your day was, like, cause she goes, Hard pass, bro, hard pass. I'm like, All right, yeah. well she like she res- <laughs> she responded at least, so I'm like, if she wasn't interested, why even respond, right? Well, so some I'm people like, I kind of like I kind of think it's rude to say nothing like if you've met you've matched with someone that means that both of you consciously decided that you wanted to talk to this other person if they message you and it's like a shitty opening line i i would still respond i just i just don't think it's nice to not answer people (laughs) 
I, but I think the only <laughs> reason, because it was on Hinge, the only reason she matched back was to say no. <laughs> oh. See, I don't know I how that think. one works. I've used that one. So I'm like, okay, maybe think about it, and we'll come back to it later. Right? And she goes, <laughs> hard pass, but thanks for the offer, Holmes. I'm like, all right. She said Holmes. That's definitely no. <laughs> but I couldn't help but laugh. Yeah, yeah, that's like, I feel like if I got that, it would depend on my mood that day. <laughs> I responded yeah, I'm to that. I'm assuming that's what happened. Yeah. And like, also, like, how interested I was initially in the person that said it. Like, if it's like a guy that's like super hot, or I'm sure if it, for you, if it was like a girl that was super hot, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe that person matched with me. And then they said some dumb shit to open. I might just be like, all right, well. <laughs> Let's see where this goes, at least. <laughs> see what happens. Right. So here's a question. What would you prefer? Like, what kind of opening line on a dating app uh, like would, would Kelly want to see? What would do it for you? Well, I know a lot of people have like really strong feelings about this, but I honestly don't care. Like I know f- I have some friends, for example, who say that like if somebody just says hey or hi or what's up, they don't answer them because it's like apparently not enough effort and also how do you respond to it? But like for me, I first of all, so I I kind of have I like guys to be guys. Like I like I have some like traditional gender role stuff in me that is just I mean, I don't think it's bad. It just is how it is. So like I would like if I match with a guy, the the guy to message me first because I feel like that's kind of in the old school way, like how it's meant to be done. If that's a good opinion or a bad opinion, I don't know. But it's just how my brain works. So if a guy says, hey, after we matched, I'm like, all right, cool. Hey, how's it going? Like, uh, that's <laughs> enough for me to start a conversation. Because a lot of guys, like, on their profiles were, like, very explicitly say, I'm not going to message you first. And, like, I don't know what the deal with that is, like, what the point there is, if it's some kind of, like, weird power move or like some kind of security probably i don't know if it's like some acknowledgement that like hey guess what i actually don't give a shit so if we match and you you don't talk to me i don't care like i don't know what it is but like for me if i match with someone and they actually take the initiative to start a conversation i don't really care what it is to be honest with Mm -hmm. you i'll respond to anything and if it like goes terribly from there okay but like i'm not gonna ignore someone so hey, it's fine for me. Like, I don't care. It's fine. All right. Interesting. I'm sure I've hated a lot of people on there, actually. But then I, like, yeah, I had to switch it up for my own sake. Yeah, you, I think fine. after you get the same answer back for so long, like, hey, nothing. How about you? It's like, well, I, know. I don't really it's have like, anything interesting to report. It's an extremely boring way to start a conversation. But I also feel like if – once the hey part is over and like you answer the hey part like i've had very good conversations come out of that kind of initial thing and it it just kind of depends like if you're a boring person with nothing to say and you don't want to put any effort forth in learning about someone and then you say hey like probably nothing's going to come from that but if you're like you know an interesting person or if you're funny or if you're like genuinely interested in getting to know the person that you're talking to you start with hey like you could go someplace 
from yeah. there. Like it's not, it doesn't have to just be good in you. Like it's just, you, you can go yeah. a little bit more after that, but an initial, Hey, I think is fine. So what I've been following up with, or if I, if I'm not in the mood to use the sugar mama line, <laughs> my, my question. So I have two questions. The first one is what are three things that you can't wait to do once the lockdown's over? I think that's a good question, actually. That's a good one. Yes. So I'm asking you. Oh, okay. What are three things that you can't wait to do? Um, I can't wait to uh, go to, like, the normal workout things that I love to do. Yeah. Um, working out at home is, like, extreme... A home and alone is, like, extremely boring to me. I have found that I am a workout class person. Like, I like that environment, so... I can't wait to do that again. I can't wait to go to a restaurant, like a sit-down restaurant, and eat in one. And I, I also just like can't wait to just like walk around normally, like not have to, you know, walk in the grass because there's two people on the sidewalk and you can't get near them. Like I can't mm. wait to just or have to like. You have to wait in line to go into the supermarket because there can't be too many people in there because you can't get near them. Like, I kind of just can't wait to be able to just interact with other human beings in a normal mm -hmm. way. Like, the kind of stuff that you don't even think about. You have to think about all of it now. And it's yeah. exhausting and depressing. So, it'll be nice when we don't have to think about that stuff anymore. It really will be, though. Won't it feel different? Like, it'll feel like, oh, my, like, it'll just feel great. Like, like carefree. Like really, I can stand yeah. next to this guy and not worry about dying. Yeah, you know? yeah. It it sucks that everything is so weird now, and it's gonna be really nice when it's not anymore. Yeah, I wonder if uh, I mean this could be a topic for another episode, but I wonder if it's gonna change some people's mindsets a little bit. Like, is, I, I mean, have, you know. Yeah, I think like, it, I think it's going to. At least yeah. I hope it's going to, because I think that if it does change people, it's going to be in a positive way. You know, how we treat other people just in general life could be better for the most part. And maybe this will make people think it's better. But then also, like, it'll help you appreciate little things that you didn't appreciate before. And it might also help you appreciate taking time. Because I don't know, like, I've been doing, like, weird things like painting. or Like, I tried to crochet. Like, just kind of, like, the value in doing stuff with your downtime that you would never do before just because you have so much downtime. It's like, let's try all the things. Yeah. That's kind of nice. Yeah, it is. Huh. I like to think people will be better, but I guess we'll find out. That, that's what I'm interested to see. Like, are people going to go out and be in such a hurry again? Are they going to be, you know, like, uh, I don't know. Are they just, are they going to be grateful that they can, I'll go out, you know. Yeah, great. I, I wonder for myself, like, because I used to hate going to the supermarkets when it was jam-packed. Like, I, I would go purposely on a Friday or Saturday night because they mm -hmm. would be dead, right? Like, only only dorks go to the supermarket Friday and right. Saturday nights, I guess. So uh, now I'm interested to see, like, and will I be okay, like, going to the supermarket on a Sunday? I don't know. Yeah. You know, when it's, when it's friggin' mobbed. So we'll we'll see. I'm interested to see things for myself too. Will I will I change at all? You know, not just people. So that's interesting. Um, yeah. What can't so good you wait to do? 
What's uh, the basically three things the, you want to do? Basically the same as yours. Like I can't wait to go out to dinner, uh, to some nice restaurants. Uh, I can't, ah, and this might take a little bit longer. I'm here and I can't wait to go to concerts. Like that's my thing. Like, uh, I, so, like I listen uh, to like, I listen to weird music. So most of the concerts I go to, I end up going by myself unless I drag, uh, drag my buddy Anthony with me. Ah, uh, dude, that's my life though. Like, uh, I'm either watching hockey or I'm at a concert, especially in the spring, summer, you know what I mean? That's all there is to do. Yeah. And so I'm not, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with that. I'm hearing they're thinking they're already canceling summer shows and whatnot. So they're thinking like winter, they might start back up. I had uh, tickets to a Pearl Jam show in Ottawa and tickets to the show at Madison Square Garden. Those were oh both in March, so those were canceled. And I have my friend Albert got me a ticket to see Rage Against the Machine with him in oh, DC I remember you in talking August. About that. And I don't know if that's if I'm like hopeful that it will, but I feel like August there's it's not going to happen, which really bums me out because I was really looking forward to that one. Yeah, I'd be the same. And they, they, you know they. Rage Against the Machine probably has a huge crowd. Yeah, I would imagine that's going to be like a super packed like arena show. So I can't see it happening. Interesting. Yeah, so I'm bummed about that. My third one, I had a, a decent third one, but I can't remember what it was. Uh, maybe like the gym or something. But whenever, yeah. when I get asked that question back on, on Hinge, I always hit them with the first thing I want to do is take you out to dinner. Yeah, was, there you go. <laughs> that, that's the answer. <laughs> it 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 gets a response every time, but and you know why? It's because I don't really, I don't care. Like if I get rejected, so what? You know yeah. what? I used to, I used to not be like that though. I used to be like a hey, what's up, guy. And now I'm just like hey, you know what, dude? Like you're home alone. Like you're home for a month straight. Like fuck it, man. Just have fun. And it, I'll go on there just to have to interact with people. You know. Mhm. Um, yeah, so then the other question that uh, a couple people liked, I haven't used as often, is what are three things that you hate about Hinge or a dating app or whatever? Only three? (laughs) (laughs) Your three most hated. How could I possibly narrow them down? I think for me, the biggest thing that I hate about them, and it's kind of like a general thing, is that I hate... I hate that it's so easy to just disregard someone because of like some small thing that they've done where like, I feel like if like normally if you like meet someone through your friend or like you meet someone at work or something like you get to know that person before you decide that you do or do not want to date them. Whereas this, it's like, like you said, like you ask one question and if they don't like the question, they're like, well, fuck that guy. Like they're not going to find out that you're actually like a smart and nice man. And like they would probably like you if they got to know you. But there's like no opportunity for people to get to know each other because everyone is so quick to just be like, well, f- fuck this. I'll just go on to the next one. Yeah. It's more it's more like a like a game almost like people don't treat it as real. So it's hard, I think for people to, I don't know, make any kind of like real meaningful connection on them for the most part. I hate that everything about it is superficial. Like even the words that you put in your profile, like all of it is just like surface level, superficial 
bullshit. It's it's sort of like Facebook, like you have curated like the best possible version of yourself <laughs> to put out there and like that's what someone's judging you on and obviously that's not what you really are, so it's just like that part is annoying and also um you want to hear what I used to do? I used to put the what? worst possible pictures of myself that I could find. So this way, when I met them in per, when I met somebody in person, no lie, I would always get, "Wow, you look a lot better than you do in your pictures." So I am like the least <laughs> photogenic person. Like I'm just so like my I. friends are always like, "Oh, stop talking badly about yourself." But honestly, I'm just not photogenic. Some people just aren't. Okay. I don't. I've I've never seen a picture well like rarely I've seen a picture of me where I'm like wow that looks really good like for the most part I'm like ugh all right whatever so I do try to find like the five or six best pictures that I've ever taken in the last like six months that are on my phone I'm like okay these are the ones I'm gonna use but then some I so I usually get to like oh you're you're like way prettier in person than I yeah. than you are like you don't you don't come across that well like I get not that well but like I've had guys tell me that before like oh like you're prettier like than I thought you were gonna be which is like okay cool <laughs> yeah but it's like, like a strat- right. you should use it for your strat like you're a pleasant surprise now like oh my god yeah like, but she's the actually thing, really the thing hot. Is with guy, like you know this the thing is with guys like I if I put like the actual worst pictures that I've ever taken <laughs> on there no one is going to swipe right on me because 98% of what guys are looking at on the dating apps is the pictures. So if like the first one isn't great, that's it. Like you're out. You're not getting anything. Um, speaking to that, I figured, you know what I figured out? Because I did figure that out. If if I like, uh, and please don't think I'm some like crazy animal. If I like what, you know, one of those little, uh, whatever their question thing is, I, I, what are they called? The things that you're forced to fill out, you know? Oh, yeah. I forget what they're called, but some, some of them have it. Some of yeah, them don't. If, if I like and respond with something to one of them, it always sparks up a conversation. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I like a picture, I'm just another dude liking a picture, you know? Right. Yeah. But if, if yeah. So that's what I noticed. It's like, all right, because this guy like, might not be a douche. I, I generally think, and I don't know, I might get shit for this, but I do kind of think that women on the dating apps more than men on the dating apps would like some kind of like deeper interaction than just service level and obviously not all of them and there's like certainly nothing wrong if you're like a chick and you're on tinder just to get laid like that's totally fine but i would think that like on the whole for the most part like someone taking the time to first of all even read the stuff that you've put down because a lot of people don't and then like reading it enough that you want to respond to it i think that for the most part women would be like oh this guy fucking oh. read my words <laughs> no one's ever <laughs> that's amazing like i'm definitely gonna talk to him so, yeah that's pretty good strategy in my opinion I mean, there there are times where like I'll be like, I'm like, wow, this girl's really good looking, and I'll scroll down, and she'll have some shit, and I'm just like, yeah, not into like like I think I sent you a screenshot the other day of something weird, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Like sarcasm's not a an an a ass. I forget what exact a personality or something, and then yeah, she has in her thing that describes her that she likes to burn incense. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, also all right. not a person. Trait. yeah also not a personality trait yeah i'm like okay cool so like 
something like that will like and maybe and maybe this is a problem with the apps again too like i saw that i'm like yeah we're probably not gonna get along you know like i judged right away yeah but which is like there's no like there's no other way for it to go yeah like there's just the way that it's set up is that it is that true which is kind of a thing that sucks about it it is true uh, well, let me see. What what else do I ask? Because I, I thought I sent you something else. Somebody made fun of me, I think, right? And I, I love oh, somebody this. um somebody made fun of your mustache. <laughs> Which, by the way, like I hope you're still talking to that girl because I really respected. That was actually pretty funny. Her uh, so, response to your <laughs> quarantine face. So my pic, I put the picture with the stash, and I, of course I put it up to be funny. Oh my god, I got to tell you something else about the stash. So, but hang on. So I put felt cute might delete later, and it's I think it's my Twitter profile picture with it the is, mustache. Yeah. Look like, like a serial killer or something. Uh-huh. Um, and by the way, because I was told that I, I look like a dude. Oh, okay, hang on. I got two things I gotta get to. Let me just get this one off my chest first. So for like the fourth or fifth time, somebody has told me that before they started talking to me, they thought I was a douche. And I always ask why. Why did you presume that I was a douche? Because I'm genuinely interested. Yeah. And the answer is always because of your pictures. And I'm like, do I just look like a douche in my pictures? Like sometimes like my Twitter profile profile pictures, I try to post pictures that are like that make people go like, what the fuck's wrong with that guy? Not to call <laughs> me a douche. Like if right. I look like a douche, that's not what I'm going for. So I'm just like, I, I just want people to know that. That's interesting. I don't think you have a particularly douchey face there are definitely are people that look like douchebags <laughs> but i don't think yeah you've yeah, gotten it a couple like times that's good. that's pretty funny actually i started talking if i if i never would have talked to you i would have just kept thinking you were a douche and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> um all right so back to this uh she she messages the mustache picture and she goes is this a quarantine move and yeah she was spot on because it was yeah of course uh, and she goes, I know a mental breakdown when I see one. <laughs> I mean, that's that's hilarious. It was pretty that's good, funny. right? I cracked yeah. up like this fucking yeah. girl. I mean, anybody that's going to, like, bust your balls out of the gate, like, that's I love pretty it. good. Yeah, it's yeah. great. So the other thing with the mustache that I wanted to bring up is because it's getting, like, a lot of likes on there or whatever, like... It's getting matches and it's like a conversation topic right away. And I brought this up to one girl and I said, yeah, I think it's because I probably look like, you know, their dads or whatever. Like it probably reminds them of their dads. And I end up, you know, I ended up getting this girl's Instagram or whatever and I scroll her pictures and she has a picture with her dad and her dad's got a fucking handlebar mustache. I started cracking up. (laughs) That is a, I, that's a big I, red flag. Just I run away from that. God, I think that's what it is. I think it remi- the mustache reminds them of their dad. Isn't that fucked? Yes. Very. So, like, I'm cracking up because I'm, a, I'm trying to be, like, as creepy as possible with the mustache. <laughs> I mean, if you're trying to be creepy, you are attracting creepy people. <laughs> With daddy issues that I feel like you should probably avoid for your own sanity. <laughs> I would have never guessed, though, that it would... Like, I put it on the, the site so people would, like, you know, what the fuck's the matter with this guy? Like, why does he have a mustache? Yeah. But it's 
doing the opposite and just cracking me up. <laughs> I mean, I just like facial hair generally. So that would be my thing. But like All right. not a mustache though. I don't mind mustache. I think the mustache suits you actually. It looks better on you than it ought to. Get out of here, really. <laughs> I mean, I'm not suggesting that it's like the best I possible keep it thing. After quarantine? Maybe. Maybe you could be a mustache guy for a little while. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, be a mustache guy. Yeah, oh, shit. just when don't. Just no goatees. Who I goatees oh, yeah, are the ones yeah. that you can't. No goatees. Did you see that? I put a picture on Twitter. Uh, I had a goatee until I was like twenty. Oh wait, oh, you yeah, mean like the goatee? Any kind of goatee is bad. Goatees okay. are the one kind of facial hair that I don't like. They are weird. What's the point of a goatee? I know they're stupid. It seems like a lot of work to maintain it too. Let me connect my mustache to my chin hair. Yeah, and then right? I got it. You got to like shave a straight line every time you shave, like on the sides. I don't know. It seems like uh, a lot of work. Uh, mustache is pretty low maintenance too. Yeah, I would think so. You had right. the beard. Are you, do you think you'll go back to the beard? I don't know. Like I, I liked it while it was long, but it. I don't think it looked good. Like I liked it because it was like dirty, but. Now I'm going back and looking at some of the beard pictures, and I don't think it was a good look for Jim. Yeah, I like right. to think that I have a chiseled face, and maybe I hide my chiseled face. You do actually. I was actually, when I saw the first picture <laughs> without the beard, I was like, oh. like You do actually have like a chiseled jawline type of thing. So I was like, all right. Yeah. Uh, it we'll is see. masked by the beard. I don't have any hair, so I have to think of fun things to do with my face. <laughs> I used to I used to like bleach my hair and shit. That's probably why I'm bald. I had a priest in like eighth grade because I went to a Catholic school growing up. Mm -hmm. he, I forget what he said. He said, you know, if you keep doing that, you're going to lose all your hair. And I'm like, ha ha, fuck you, father. And now look at me like <laughs> I'm 21 and I'm bald. Fucking guy. Whoops. So yeah. What other stories you got for uh, the dating sites? We'll do uh, one more story. Or what do you usually ask? Is there do you have like a go to question that you use? Not really. I just, I, I generally feel like from, like I said, I just don't mind a, like a normal conversation starter, like just a greeting I think is fine because like, I feel like the questions are just cheesy and forced. And like, for example, if you were going to hit on a girl at a bar, like, would you walk up to her and be like, so what three things are you going to do after the quarantine is over? No, you'd be like, Hey, and then she would be hey and then you would have a conversation or you wouldn't i just yes. kind of i prefer things to just happen more Actually. organically and if i if i'm interested enough to send the first message which rarely happens because like i said i have a thing about it um i do generally just say something stupid like hey how's it going or <laughs> something dumb shit like that which like sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't okay so here's yeah. the thing. So like maybe it's easier for women though, because I mean, I it, if if you're getting like, I always imagine like girls get more matches than guys, right? Because women, if I think if and tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know if, how this is gonna make me sound, but like women can pick almost any guy they want, right? Whereas guys, you know, if ten girls walk by, maybe they'll get one. You know what I'm saying? Does that make oh. sense? Okay, yes, but also, no. <laughs> I can't pick any dude I want and just get him. <laughs> like, uh, hot girls can do that, but, like, regular girls cannot do this. 
Like, I have to win someone over with my personality. (laughs) All right, maybe that was a bit I get what you mean. I mean, like, there is that thing that people say where it's like, if a woman wants to get laid, she can get laid. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's definitely true. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true. But like for the app, for the apps, I mean, like, let's say, uh, you know, I'll be lucky to get like two matches in a day, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you're probably getting like five, six, seven. You know what I mean? Like, you have more to pick from than I do. So I guess my point is like, in order for me to stand out from those seven, I got to come with something more than hey. You know what I'm saying? No, I get that. So I guess I don't know. I wonder though, like I like I have no idea like if there are more women on dating apps than men. So like I don't know if like I have more of a selection or you have more of a selection. And I also don't know like because I am generally like pretty picky about who I swipe because like I don't want to waste my time with with stuff. Whereas like I don't know guys are like picky or if guys just like look at the first picture and it's a yes or no and they're just like swiping right on like 90% of the women. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Okay. Yeah, so girls will be more picky like, yeah, this is a good looking guy. This is a good looking guy. Or, you know, they'll be more picky whereas guys are just like, yes, 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 yes. You know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, so uh, knowing this, I'm like, okay, she probably matched with 10 guys today what do i have to say here to you know spark a conversation Mm -hmm. because you know 10 different guys are asking her hey how are you right i mean honestly like the fact that you take the time to even think like how do i get myself noticed i think is probably (laughs) way more effort than 90 percent of the dudes on apps are willing to put you're gonna say something else (laughs) <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> well, I've had a lot of time on my hands to think about this stuff lately. Yeah, right. Before it was just like, ah, uh, yes, yeah, swipe. Hey, what's up? Yeah, my um, I'm rusty though because I deleted them a couple of months ago. Oh well, because I go through a cycle. This again, you have to download them. I probably will once I get home, just okay. to see what happens. Like, there's no point now. Cause I'm leaving here yeah. in a week. So. Are you? Wait, in a week? Yeah, I come home on May 2nd. Oh, I didn't know that. That was yeah, an important piece of information you left out. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty soon. And then I have to quarantine myself for two weeks, which is going to be interesting. But Well, I think, aren't we all going to be quarantined still anyway? Or, like, you can't go anywhere. <laughs> no, and, like, I can't, like, go to my parents' house. Hmm. I had to get what a hotel room. Is your, oh, because you're going to be living with your parents. Yeah, like, I don't have my own place down there anymore because I sold my house. And, like, both of my sisters have little babies, so I'm not going to go to their houses. And, like, I don't want to – I just – I like, honestly, with this thing, I care less about getting it myself and more about infecting someone that I like. So, like, I'm not going to go to Steph's house and risk giving her a disease or something. Like, I don't want to fuck around. So I was just like, whatever, like – do I want to spend a whole bunch of money staying in a hotel in Wilmington, Delaware for two weeks? Not really, but it's like better safe than sorry in my mind. So whatever. Yeah. How far is Wilmington from Jersey or Philly? It's about like to center city, like 40 minutes. Like I can get to Jersey in like five seconds though, depending on what part of Jersey. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just it's like right over the bridge. 
I can't think like the, the last time I was in Delaware. Oh, no one. Why would you go to Delaware? Like, what would be the reason that you went there? Nobody goes just, there for anything. I don't know. I'm weird. I'm just Tax-free wondering. Tax-free shopping, maybe. Yeah. What Did we miss anything? Did you want to talk about anything that we didn't talk about? I don't think so. We talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Got a little yeah. weird there for a minute, but that's okay. <laughs> when, like, towards the middle? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people are going like, to listen to this and be like, God. Jesus might Christ. have to edit some stuff out. I mean, if they wanted to get to know Kelly and Jim a little bit, they definitely did. See, my rule with podcasts is I never edit for content. Okay. Like, we don't edit for content at all. Like, if it happens, it happens. Right. <laughs> like, I said it. So, if you don't edit for content, I'm not going to be upset about it at all. It's fine with me. Cool. It's on the record. All it's right, on... let's wrap this up then. What do you think? Right. Yeah. All right, guys, that's going to do it. Kelly, thanks for hanging out. Always a pleasure hanging out with you. Yeah, it was awesome, as usual. Uh, Until next time, guys, thanks for listening, and stay safe, wash your hands, and uh, let's flatten this fucking curve. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm just going to make random noises the whole time. Sorry. Nah, I'll just put that at the end. (laughs) (laughs) All right, hi, friends. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go well. <laughs> that was dramatic. <laughs> What am I doing? Oh, give it away. Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I can't.
Time. We'll be back out for the encore in about 43 seconds, so get ready. Thank you. <laughs> 